This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Name on the Great Midwest Thanks. Bank Hotline. Eric, how was that uh, pronunciation from Gary Ellerson? Surprisingly good. <laughs> did he say surprise? He did. He did. He knows me well. Nice work, Derek. Nice work, Derek. He knows me well, Derek. Eric, we were talking a little bit earlier today. Gary thought he saw a a passing of the torch during that All Star game. And why you guys keep saying passing of the torch? What you said? I did not say that. Play it back. All right, we'll check it. One second. Get the tape. So. Gary believes that Giannis and Chris Middleton both showed out in front of a national audience and and gave themselves a very, very good name uh, for themselves in their all-star performance. How much weight do you take in what they did in Charlotte this weekend? I mean, Giannis was the MVP if Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook don't screw it up. I I think it was as clear as day that he was on his way to MVP. I I know the Bucs put out the video of him saying it uh, pretty much just as much that through three quarters he had the MVP. And, yeah, I think Steph Curry was, what, 4 of 17 from the three-point line? Like, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't play good, and because of it, they lost Giannis' MVP. And I, I thought for sure, when you, when you watch that game, I think it's tough to say anyone stood out more than Giannis. Uh, yeah, obviously, Durant ended up getting the MVP and hit some threes in the fourth quarter, but if you're trying to figure out who dominated that game, who dominated – the I think the headlines from that game who dominated just the the overall product I, I thought it was Giannis I thought that was his all star game and I mean that's just kind of what it was stop man Durant dominated that game no come yeah, on he did when when it when it no. counted the most Giannis disappeared Durant disappeared. went four no. from four. From the three point line, got some rebounds, got assists. He stole Durant himself stole it from Giannis. Yeah, I just don't think so. No, that's okay. I, I know, I know where your bread's butter. I'm just telling you, stole it from him. <laughs> and and here's another thing. Here's another thing. And we're gonna see this, Eric. We, we're gonna see this. And if and I hope they get to the championship game. We, we're gonna see Giannis go against Golden State. And we already know what Durant has been able to do in big moments. And basically, he has won a championship for, for, for Golden State himself. And so we're going to see what Giannis is going to be able to do on that big stage. I hope that it happens. Yeah, I think it, it'll get to a spot where... You understand you know, what I'm saying? Well, he has to make that yeah. play, right? Yeah, I, I get it. I, I think kind of what happens is stuff tends to get lost because Giannis is in... I think where where he's trying to figure this out yet is just how much he needs to dominate and how much he needs to dominate the basketball. Because when Durant gets it, there, there's no thought of, I'm giving it up. Like, it's mine. And if that means I take a pull-up three, that means I'm taking a pull-up three. If that means I'm going to go dunk it on this dude, I'm going to go dunk it on this dude. Who, who's who's, 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 who's going to go dunk on a dude? Durant. Oh, and, like, if, and if you want, what else, what else can he do? He can hit. He can hit threes. Oh, like he, he can. He can. So you saying he can things. do the same thing Giannis does? Yeah, 
Don't let him intimidate you, Eric. Hang in I'll there. I'll just ask the question, Leroy. No, Durant's a, I mean, Durant is the greatest score I've ever seen. Okay. And I think the greatest score the NBA's ever seen. So I, I, there's, don't there's disagree. just a level of having the ball in his hands that he understands and loves at this point. Hold up. Names. Where, where names. Giannis, I think, names. has to be. Go ahead. Give me your top three players in the NBA. Just top three. Top three in the NBA at yeah. this moment. Yeah, at this moment. Uh, right now, right now, this moment, not last year. Top three players in the NBA right now. Whew. That's really tough. Uh, in order. I think it's, oh, God. You're so demanding, Gary. Because he don't want to do it. This, this might cost so him something. I, I mean, I think it's the three that I'm deciding between are. Well, we know Durant, the three you're deciding between. LeBron just... and Giannis. Right. Those are the three. Exactly. In order now. And then at this moment, I think you probably go. Uh, the tough part is Durant or LeBron. That's where I struggle with is which one of those. And okay. I think it's probably Durant at the okay. moment. Okay. Good. Um, Second. So let, Durant, LeBron, Giannis. Okay. Probably the way I go. Eric, the best player is Giannis. You had it right after the All-Star game. He should have got the MVP. <laughs> Giannis is the best best player. Gary's a prisoner of the moment with KD, what KD did, 4-4-4-3. Four, 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 I get it. I'm okay with Kate, that. Bo- it's, Roy Lee, KD got a, a body good. of work where he just 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 destroyed yeah. people by himself. Cut. I don't disagree with the that. Pull out, the pull-up three the from the top player. of the key? Come on now. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, the, the image that kind of stands out from the last couple of finals is, you know, those moments where LeBron is on Durant and Durant yes. just says, it's mine. Right. I'm going to take this right. and I'm going to hit this pull-up three. What you so, going to do like, about that, it? That, that's kind of the, the tough part uh, of all this because, Durant, like I said, Durant's the most gifted scorer I think NBA has ever seen. I, I think we all maybe would agree with that. Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic here on the Wendy's Big Show. H- having said that, how much weight do you put on all-star performances as far as saying who is the best player in the league or coming out parties or anything like that is based on an all-star game? Um, I think like coming out parties means a little bit more, but like as far as best player in the league, I, I don't put a ton of stock into the all-star game. I think Back in the day, it used to be a little bit more serious. And, you know, I, I told Freems in the morning one day that, you know, when guys used to play in the All-Star game, they were playing for either 10% of what the highest salary was or 5% of what oh, the highest wow. salary was. That was the difference between winning and losing. So, That's I, a I lot. Mean, I, I, <laughs> it's not a little. Uh, and, and I don't think we're going to see the current All-Star game ever get to that because, I mean, that would be literally millions and millions of dollars for all these players. So, we're never going to see that level of competitiveness again. So I think that used to be more of a thing. I don't think it's as much of a thing anymore. Um, so as far as, like, best player, I don't think that really says a lot. But, you know, I think for a coming out party, uh, like I said, for Giannis to, to dominate the headlines of the day, it, to me it, it does mean something. I think it does say something about how his profile is rising because you just go through every single moment of that weekend in – you, you see Giannis, <laughs> and even if it's the dunk contest, you see Giannis and his brothers. You see the biggest tweet after the dunk contest is Giannis talking about possibly doing the dunk contest. Like it, it just speaks to how big he has become. I'm not on board with that either. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit oh, about he shouldn't do the he shouldn't do the dunk contest. It will go terribly. He's not a cool looking dunker. Yeah, so we agree on that. Okay, good. I would agree on that. So too. let's talk a little bit about crazy. the second half. I would want to do it, but I, I would agree with it. Let's talk it's about the big, big guy's dunking isn't cool. It's like, not. You've got to be smaller. Like, yeah. It doesn't look cool when you're seven feet tall. No, like, you're, it's, it's just you're right. Go ahead. I agree Go with ahead. you 100%. Let's talk about the second half of the season. Now, every time the Bucks see one of these teams like Boston, like they're going to see Thursday night, both fan bases are going to get jacked for this game and, and treat it like it's almost like a playoff game. 
Do both teams treat it the same way to come out after the All-Star break, do you think? So this is the tough part because with this Bucks team, they've won these games already this year, right? Like they, they yep. beat these other teams in the Eastern Conference. And does it change the national narrative? It doesn't seem to matter. They, they beat the Celtics. They destroyed the Celtics. And it doesn't seem to matter. So for me, I think these teams view it as a big deal. And, you know, if you're the Bucks, you're always looking for that edge. You always want to beat these teams. And for the Bucks, they know that they're proving a lot to people while, you know, everyone's trying to poke a hole in their resume and how good they are. Everyone else is looking for excuses for why those teams are faltering, whether it's the Sixers, whether it's the Celtics. Everyone's trying to figure out, oh, you know, at their at their highest potential, they they could be all they could be this great team, but you know, right now they're just trying to you know figure these things out. So for them, it's just everyone looks for excuses for them, while for the Bucks, it's trying to poke holes in why they may actually be good. So that's the tough part for me is that I don't think the national narrative changes whether they they beat the Celtics here on Thursday and then beat the 76ers in March and then beat the 76ers again in April. I don't think it much matters. Like I, I don't think anyone's going to all of a sudden say, "Yep, Bucks are hands down the Eastern Conference favorites." Should they? Maybe. Like I think to this point, you should say they're the best team in the Eastern Conference pretty handily. But I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, that's the the kind of tough part there. The dynamic is a little bit strange because it means a lot to the to, to the Bucks, and I think it's going to mean a lot to the Celtics to try to gain some ground on the Bucks. But nationally, I don't think any narrative is changing. Like the Bucks are going to have to prove it in the playoffs. How many wins, Eric, 25 games left and two games up in the loss column on Toronto. Do you believe they're going to have to win out of these last 25 to lock up home court? Hmm. 18. I don't think they, I don't think they have to be perfect. Like, I don't think they really have to be fantastic to close this out down the stretch because the Bucks really are only adding to what they already have. And they already went through uh, the most grueling part of their schedule, which was just before the, the All-Star break where they had done nine games in 15 days. Uh, so they were playing all the time. They already had the toughest part of their schedule, which was the start of the season. So now they're in one of their easiest portions of the schedule to round out the season. So I don't think they really have to be perfect. Uh, all those other teams have to – really do a lot down the stretch to catch them. And, I mean, if you look at where the, the Sixers and the Celtics are, they're six and a half games back. Like, the Raptors are two back in the loss column, and the Bucks have the tiebreakers. So, really, they're three back in the loss column. Like, that's uh, – I'm not going to say it's a, a ton of room to make up. Obviously, it's only three games. But when the Bucks have played as well as they have to this point in the season and are in going to be in one of the easier portions of their schedule, like, it is a lot to make up. So, uh, I think this Bucks team is playing really well, and I don't think they have to be – perfect down the stretch to get the one seed. Eric, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk next week again, Tuesday, 348 here on the Big Show. I look forward to it. That's Eric Name of The Athletic joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.